Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to Play, Train, Grow. I really appreciate everyone that it gives their own time to listen to this podcast. If anyone listening could rate, review, or share this podcast, I'd be absolutely delighted. Thank you so much for listening today. On with the show. Hello and welcome to Play, Train, Grow, a podcast that asks what is life really like chasing the dream of becoming a professional footballer. My guest today is an old friend from coaching in America, Mr. Matt Scholes. How are you, buddy? Yeah, very good, Johnny lad. Yeah, all good, all good. So so we met a very long time ago. Sort of different environment we met in, out in the sunny, sunny America, enjoying our summer. No, for sure. Like I said, that was... No, a decision I took, yeah, back in 2010, just to get out of the, you know, where I live down in the southwest. So, you know, could say just as sunny sometimes, but yeah, decided to sort of get out of there, that bubble, and um, and sort of go and explore a little bit of the other part of the country. And America had always been something that that had been interesting to us. I'd already heard, always heard sort of good things about it. So yeah, went out there, pretty open minded, and and yeah, ended up sort of yeah, bumping in with you, doing a few things, going to see a few. You know, tick boxes, a few bucket list things, which is brilliant. Absolutely. So today's episode is going to be the coach's point of view. So give us a, a bit of a background. Sure. I mean, look, the story is probably probably sort of familiar to a lot of people. Really, um, you know, loved the game, played the game, um, was never good enough to to, to to make it in the game. Um, you know, sort of certainly living where I do down in the southwest of England. Um, you know, you're not blessed with the amount of clubs that can look, look at you. So, so you've you've really got to sort of stand out and 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 have that sort of extra factor. But knew I kind of always wanted to sort of work within the game. You know, probably at the time. I mean, I mean, my parents have been brilliant and supported us at a young age. But even they were sort of very sort of sceptical and dubious and sort of you know wanted me to sort of almost go get a proper job, as it were. But but knew I wanted to work within the pro game um, and just just grafted, just just started probably, you know, doing doing community sessions, doing some stuff, you know, like, you know, you know, your you, you average Saturday morning coaching sessions, which, you know, looking back, you know, was was brilliant, you know, gave us a really, really good grounding, you know, if you can deal with, you know, with, with that, you know, I would, I would much rather probably deal with 16, 18, 20 pros than I would seven or eight screaming little, little toe rags that, that, that really do want to ask why and why and why, which is, you know, brilliant to the lads that sort of still do that. Um, so yeah, it started with the community, um, got, got my coaching badges, worked for that. Um, again, you know, the, the club I was at Talk United at the time, you know, were brilliant, you know, the, the club that I'd sort of, you know, gone and watched as a, as a little boy with my old man, um, you know, they were great and, and, and went and, and grafted and, and was on my B license, you know, at a, you know, I think probably quite a relatively young age, did my B license and then kind of thought, you know, wh- where am I going now? Where am I going to go with this? Where's this B license going to take me? Um, and, and and looked at the States, looked at the opportunity just to sort of disappear over there. I'd spoken to a couple of other people that I knew within the game that, that got us sort of fast tracked out there. And, 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 and yeah, all of a sudden I'm kind of, you know, being sent up to London, picking up a visa um, and then being plonked on a plane and, and sort of flying over to California. Um, so, so yeah, it was kind of whirlwind. I was out there. Um, again, was probably quite lucky because I didn't then do what the stereotypical, you know, like the USA journey of of going around to different towns and and doing sort of small level coaching. Which half of me would have probably enjoyed that journey and seeing a lot more of the country. I ended up sort of being based in in one part of California, sort of just outside of San Francisco, in an area called Benicia. Loved it, and and almost worked for their for their for their club. 
and 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 built that up and worked with with teams from from day one did a little bit with with like the San Jose earthquakes which I know we sort of we bumped into each other there with the big club and again that was MLS football was still sort of just sort of, I think trying to find itself and 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 go from there and 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 stayed kind of in one place and coached and really put some roots down sort of there um as quick as that sort of come I was I was sort of back out the country visa had finished and and sort of found myself deciding you know what was I going to do and I think I was probably gonna shoot straight back out to America because there was no reason not to but but then sort of met my met my partner who's now my fiance with a little we now got a little boy so life sort of takes a little change and 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 you know then then again was was lucky to graft and work hard and 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 start full-time then at, at Talk United with the academy so worked as the foundation phase youth lead there at the club so you know working working with the with the younger players again but but in a professional environment and, and us building this youth department up from scratch working with some incredible you know incredible staff and, and different people and learning 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 all the way through through there to the academy spent some great years there in the academy and and, and really you know, had it not been for financial reasons with the first team at Torquay sort of being relegated us having a parachute payment of a year that that suddenly you know the, the wall the, the sort of rug being pulled from our feet there and, and and the department being shut overnight which you know is probably another podcast in its own in terms of the criminality of that of you know all these boys that have, have suddenly now got a, no club and 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 you know you can you can see the sharks swimming overhead of all the other clubs tr- trying to take boys and, and t- take staff and yeah the brutality of that so so again was fortunate I stayed at the club for another year um was asked by the club to set up like a development center which was a task in itself because you, you've had you've had every other sort of club take take your best players or, or you've got to try and realign all the boys values and understanding why they want to stay at the club even though they're not under any sort of a contract um and then and then again was lucky to work with with the first team I did some bits with the first team at Torquay which again was another fantastic eye-opener and another learning opportunity and exercise and then um and then Plymouth Plymouth Argyle come and come and spoke to us um a couple of good good people over there come and spoke to us and offered this opportunity to go work over there with, with what is their sort of post-16 program that they're under 19's development program which um I've, I've been there now sort of ever since for the last sort of five years and and, and loved every minute of that um and, and that's really allowed me to see every side I think of football that, that, that there almost is you know we're certainly living down here in the southwest of, of of grassroots of professional of academy football and now of this almost this hybrid model where these boys are getting a second chance, second chance opportunity in this post-16 program where they're being trained full time. But the education is obviously important because now that's where they draw the funding down from. But 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 you know, you, you get the opportunity to have every single lad in that that role success. That might be going back into the game, that might be going out to America, that might be playing part-time, that even might be having a lad that, you know what, wasn't that interested in, in education, was a good footballer, wasn't interested in education, has now gone on to university. You know, that for me now is success from an individual point of view, whereas probably if you'd have asked me five years ago, success would have been you know, getting a lad from the foundation phase to the youth phase or would have been getting a lad from the pro phase into the first team. You know, there would have just been one or two success stories, whereas now I probably can tell you every year, you know, 20 success stories. So, yeah, that's in an absolute sort of nutshell that that is a bit, a little bit of my journey, really, you can pick into. Oh, I love it. And it's it's such a familiar story. It's such a familiar journey. People start out like ourselves, whether they're at uni, whether they don't know what to do after school and they've not made it in football or they've never been good enough to kind of get to that decision point and they stick at it and they do eventually make a life out of coaching, which 
there must be hundreds of us in that position uh, in sure. 1920 and to have made it it's it's phenomenal so I mean you've touched on so much there I think the the foundations are at the start as, as challenging as it can be on Friday nights and Saturday mornings and Sunday mornings building that foundation of knowledge to to start you off is is really important I, I just want to touch on that and then touch on now so what was coaching like for you when you started versus what is coaching like now in terms of sort of enjoyment of it? Is it still the same as it was back then? Has it changed? Has it has it improved? Has yeah, it- I mean, I, mean I, look, look, I think you look back on on certainly when I was back, you know, in the in the foundation phase with Torquay, and, and you know, it was a full time job, and some, you know, it was a. It was a it was a single man's game. You know, I worked, you know, Monday to Friday, Saturday was first team, Sunday was academy games, you know, and 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 I wouldn't have had it any other way. I loved it, you know, and it was it was all I wanted to do. You know, like you said, in terms of gave up Friday nights, Saturday nights out with 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 mates and friends and 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 everything because you know that, that's what I you know I wanted to do. I knew that's what I wanted to do and it was what I loved. Um so you know, that that was no issue. You know, now, you know, with with uh, you know, with a little one at home, a little boy that that is that is just incredible. You know, th- there's a there's a switch there where I where I can see, you know, do I want to be spending you know all this time doing that? So, so there's certainly a, a lifestyle change, a work life balance that, you know, in in my role. But you can see, you know, you can see at the top end how people can struggle with that work life balance because it's relentless. It's relentless, and, and and if you're not looking over your shoulder as a player, but certainly as a coach, looking over your shoulder, worrying about what the next person's doing more than you. And will jump over you, you. You get easily left behind and forgotten about. So, yeah, you know, I've I've sort of had my time there, grafted, worked, loved it. But yeah, it almost feels like a young man's game in that respect. You know, with with the time and the commitment you prepared, or hey, you've got to have one, you know, one very understanding wife, partner, missus, you know, whoever it be, you know, girlfriend that's going to allow you to do that. Oh, absolutely, time consuming and uh, time spent in the car. The two things you never thought about. You just always think it's about coaches and session plans, and and that probably takes up the least amount of your time, I imagine. No, well, and again, I mean, you know, living down this way, down in sort of you know Torbay in in, in the southwest, you know, beautiful part of the country, you know, love it, but but it is the arse end of nowhere. You, you know, you are you are an hour before you get to you know what you people in the country perceive as civilization to Bristol. You know, you know, London, Manchester, Birmingham. You know that they, they are, they are. Yes. Yeah, so, so, so you're cut off down here, which has its pros and obviously has its cons. And you know, and that, and that comes right the way through to, to first team. You know, recruitment. I remember, you know, managers, gaffers trying to recruit pros, and they're not just trying to sell the, you know, the club. They've got to try and convince the wife, the girlfriend, to move down this way. You know, and it's a, you know, I, I guess similar to sort of Scotland with its with its extremities. You know, you've you've got to be able to, to to embrace that and understand that and and yeah time spent on coaches first team buses mini buses cars with you know, balls bibs cones up around you that's that's the life of a of a nomadic coach sometimes for that so oh we wouldn't have any other different way would no. we let's jump no. uh, let's jump into sessions what does it look like when you when you create a session and uh, i'm talking about more the the pre walking on the pitch we see a lot online of of bibs and cones, and ball goes from A to B and C to D, and these are the coaching points. Is that how you run your sessions? Because it's not quite how I run mine. I just want to know how you can. No, so, so again, I think I think it depends on 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 who you work for and if there is a syllabus. But I think we certainly used to have a have a skeleton of a syllabus to say this is what we want to want to work on. 
um, and then and then you've got to add your own. My old academy manager, a chap called Jeff Harrop, brilliant guy, brilliant manager, you know, phenomenal guy, and he loved his he loved his sort of sayings. He said that you've got a cake. This is your cake. That's your syllabus. That's what you've got to work with. So the session's your cake. How you decorate it, what flavors you put on it, what you decide to do, that's down to the coach. And 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 things like that, you know, stick with me. So I like that. So so you're you're running with the ball, you're passing session, that's it. But you but your your toppings, your cake flavor, that's your style, that's you. My, my cake, my style is me. Um so so I mean, certainly for me now, the session has got to replicate real life. It's got to look like the game, there's got to be some realism in that. And also and I think I was very guilty of this, certainly at the start, is, is trying to make my session, like you said, balls, bibs, cones, make it look great on paper. The, the game doesn't look great on paper. The, the game is messy and learning is messy. Learning is scruffy. And, you know, if my little boy's going to start to line, learn to ride his bike, he's going to fall off. He's going to fall off. He's going to graze his knees. Gonna, you know, so I'm, 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 I'm accepting the fact that my players are going to give the ball away or, or it's going to break down. As long as that's not breaking down because my session size is too small or my overloads are too strong, as long as I can reflect on that and think, no, that's okay. They've, they've learned. They're learning something. And you've got to be out of your comfort zone to learn something. If it's too easy, looks too neat and tidy. And like I said, I was guilty of that because I might have had parents behind me. And I walked away thinking that was an incredible session. They never gave the ball away. The passing looked brilliant. Well, in hindsight, that the area size was too big or it was 10 v 1, you know, and there was no way they, was, they were going to lose the ball. So I, I, I think I think the session's got to be realistic. You've got to be able to accept that there's going to be mistakes and failure because that's how every single one of us learns is by making a mistake and by and by failing. And as long as your feedback's correct or as long as they understand there's a culture and there's an environment where it's OK to give it away. I mean, I'm not going to accept if they're sloppy, they're lazy. Uh, that the, uh, the, 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 there's there's certain things there but if I understand they've tried something and it's not come off hey try it again do it again what can we do so so that's okay so the session has got to look as realistic as possible but with that realism comes failures and you've got to be accepted you know you've got to got to allow for that and, and and be okay with that and not think it's got to look textbook perfect walk away rubbing your hands thinking I'm the greatest coach because they 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 made 100 passes when in realism you know that's that's not what it was about so yeah, that, that's that's something that I think that's that's certainly important. And also, hey, you've you've got to want them to, you've got to want them to come off, you know, worked hard, learnt something, and and at every age, I don't care what age you are, they've got to have enjoyed it. They've got to have, they've got to have a smile on their face. For me, you know, I've 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 watched pro sessions where they've they're in fits of laughter, and it's the best sessions you've seen because that's what it's about. Same way, if I'm coaching. Again, I've 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 not touched upon it, but I'm, I'm, I'll do a little bit of pre academy with our with our academy boys under sevens. You know, these boys come in, you know, after Christmas, telling me, you know, and they've got to have a laugh. They've got to be giggling and laughing, but they're learning. But but you've got to be able to have that sort of, yeah. They've got they've got to work hard, but have enjoyed it at, at any level for me. And then I think as a coach, you can look yourself in the eye and go, yeah, I've done it right there. That's all right. No, I agree. I'm my my aim is always to hear someone say. Is that it over, or are we finished already? Because I, if sure. I hear if I hear it that way, I know I've done yep. the job properly. Yeah. And uh, can I ask you know with the folk you've worked with and in the sort of sixteens group you've mentioned, how do you balance working with a squad in the bigger picture match day, and then also working with individuals? Do you have specific aims within sessions that, right? I'm going to say this to Johnny. I'm going to say this to Matt. I'm going to say this to Brian. Or 
how do you mould it? Yeah, in? I mean, I mean, again, back back in the academy, you know, the E Triple P was coming in. Every single player had to have, you know, in possession points, out of possession points, individual points. You know, it was, it was very, very, you know, almost like score reports every week per game, and and that's great. There's an absolute time and a place for that. Um, for us, with the older lads, you know, that, that there will certainly be boys that we will need to pick out and talk and work on. Um, and like I said, back when it was when it was cutthroat, where you had to get lads into a next phase or into a first team environment, you know, unfortunately, you end up like you would in a sometimes in a school environment. You get your top set, your middle set, and your bottom sets, and you you sometimes put your eggs in those baskets of say, right, these are the boys we've really got to make sure we get there and get sorted. In this post sixteen sort of um, environment I'm with now, every single lad really, in theory, deserves. Your attention deserves that progress. So yeah, we, we have meetings every every sort of. We work me and, me and another coach, Lee Hodges, who again, you know, really really knowledgeable coach, played in the pro game, worked you know as, as coached, managed across the game, and between us, we will make sure that every every lad has has individual chats, points, challenges. Um, that, that they're not always recorded and written down on paper like they are sometimes in in the Triple P. But but that I think again allows potentially more time for doing and less time for recording of it. So so yeah, we make sure we, we get around and chat to, to everybody and, and you know as and when it's needed, you know. And you've just touched on something there which is really important on this topic of, of creating sessions and being involved with the lads. It's as you said, the word environment and pressure. So mm-hmm. what do you from all the time you spent coaching? What's the best environment being? Is it when you're sitting there going, right, everyone knows we're aiming on getting three or four boys in the first team? Or is it, let's focus on, as you've said, the group, try and get success for everyone, and then out of that success, hopefully someone makes it? Or is it just team on team basically? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I've thought about it. I even thought about that before I come on today, like in terms of, you know, what did I prefer? You know, where, you know, so the, 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 the more egotistic side of you would say, I'd like to be in the pro game again. And there's the pressure and hey, love that every single week. You know, you know, you've got to get, you know, you, you know, you've got to develop boys, you know, you've got to get three points, you know, because because you know, in really reality of that, your job's can on the line. Whereas in this role, you know, if we go three, four games without a win, th- 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 there's no one sort of suddenly calling for me or anyone else to leave the job or to be replaced you know there's a bigger picture there so so, so, so there's that I, I mean look I've, I've never minded the pressure I think the pressure is brilliant you know you g- g- give us pressure give us give us put me in front of somebody put me in front of groups I, I, I like that I don't mind that um that sort of that sort of side of me takes a little buzz off that I like that and, and, and but we say that to the boys we say that in terms of again with their education that we do in-house we do their education now in-house you know they've got exams coming up and some of them are saying, oh, I'm nervous for the exam. I'm like, well, you shouldn't be nervous. It's like a cup final. If you've done your revision, if you've if you've worked, your, your exam should be your your opportunity to go out there and go and smash it. And go, you know, if, if you go into a, a cup final and you haven't trained, you've been lazy, you haven't looked at the set pieces, you, you don't know what you're doing, then I'd expect you to be a, a bag of nerves when you go out there and, and go and perform. But if you've done everything right, you should go and enjoy the cup final. Same with the exams. You know, if you've gone and done your revision, got yourself sorted, put yourself in a mind frame where you open that exam paper, bang, yeah, bring it on because I, I can't do no more. So, so yeah, pressure's, pressure's great if it's used right. If some, I've seen some people crumble on it, 
But then again, I think that's that mindset. That's that opportunity to get into those people. I, I think, again, going back to learning off other coaches, I'll use Jeff Harrop again as an example. He was a really good he, he got to know all his players, he got to know all the parents, got to know everything about these boys and, and, and parents. So he could he could spot things. And I think I've tried to be similar to that. I can spot a boy a, a, a few weeks off, not looking him, not looking right, not feeling the same. And, and I'd like to think I've got the opportunity, the attitude and the, the persona to go over and have a chat with him. And that might be a little laugh, a little arm around his shoulder. It could be a kick up the arse he needs, you know, just to say, hey, come on, get yourself back on track. And I think that's that's what's so important as a coach. But you can't you can't learn that on a on a on a B license, on a youth award. You know, I think that's got to be ingrained in you. It's got to be about you. And also you've got to be able to try and just if you are learning it, you're picking it off other people and and, and as you grow as a as a coach and reflect. Yeah. And oh, so yeah. I, I'm sitting there, sitting there thinking if I go back like eight, nine years ago, all I did was try and stay quiet and listen. And then, mm-hmm. as you've said, if, if you have that ability to listen and ask the right questions of yourself and then of the coaches around you, but also of the kids you're working with, because I would love to have worked with some of the lads I coached five, six years ago as I am now, because I, sure, like you just said, it's, it's that sort of having those mental representations, those pictures in your head that you just notice a slump of the shoulders or the way that somebody even passes a ball, you can sit there and go, you're not sure. hitting the ball the way you usually hit it. And just mm-hmm. with time and experience, having that opportunity to see it. And then if you do it correctly and you have a great relationship with the lads, you should then be able to figure out what's going on, sometimes without even going into depth. Sometimes it's just, uh, you know, uh, you okay today? Uh, a bit off. You're like, okay, do you want to be floater? Do you want to maybe play a wall player for a wee bit, take the pressure off it and... Yeah, I love it. I could I could talk about yeah. it all day as you could. Um, <laughs> Trying try to keep it on on something else that, that you've said there, which was advice that that you you've learned from people that um, have given you great advice, and and I like the cake idea. So I want to just jump back mm-hmm. to that cake idea. And what what does what does you what do you look like when you're decorating your cake? Is it, are you the loud bouncing around the pitch? Are you the quieter guy that chats in between? What does it, what does it look like when you're in full flow? Do, do you know what? I, I'd probably, I'd probably like to think that that my persona comes out. I, I am allowed. I mean, look, you are some of my, probably the lads that I've coached from, from across, you know, from, from under nines now as, and they're, they're now pros. They'd probably say, I'd like to think, I'd like to think that they would, they would, have positive things to say about me but I also know they, they say I come out with some some absolute not garbage but some things where they think you know what are you saying where, where are you but I'm just trying to you know I, I've 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 described teams before as as in their warm-ups of, of being like a flat coke you know and I want to shake it up and fizz it everywhere you know I want I want, a, I want a, a proper coke not a roller cola and they're looking at me thinking what, you know what are you want about you know like but I'm trying to visually talk about them saying look I want a bit of a fizz about you I want the ball like you said to pop and fizz and it to excite me and and I think if I'm stood there um dour and and, and not giving that myself then how can I expect that from my lads you know or, or from the majority of the lads so, so I think I, I invest as much in me giving the session, certainly during match days. Hey, you know, me and the other, I mean, Leo, just, you know, we'll, we'll kick and head every ball. We'll, we'll, we'll come off that pitch, not playing, 
but probably almost physically, certainly mentally, as tired as they are because we've kicked every ball, we've passed every ball, we, we, we've tracked every runner, we've scanned every pass, we've we've dropped and covered and 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 everything in the game that we're boom 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 doing. You know, if I just sat there in the dugout and said, ah. Weren't very good today, lads. Were you? I, I think I've let myself down, but I'm more importantly, I've left, I've let them down. So I think, you know, you've got to be enthusiastic. You've got to want to get involved and be in it. You know, that doesn't mean you're in playing in the sessions of the floater, but you're in and around it, and you're there, and and you're, you know, because that's that for me is the only way you're going to be able to get what you want to get across out. Now, I've watched other coaches that have done it totally differently, you know, and have written things down and have been studious and have watched things and have probably gone in very um very quietly and targeted players and hey, and if that works for them then brilliant that's great and that might work for other people and sometimes you need a balance but but for me I think I think people would say now Scolzi's probably can be as mad as a box of frogs sometimes in terms of what I'm trying to get out for the boys you know hey but then sometimes I can give them a rollicking and 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 and, and they see the other side of me so yeah there's certainly you've certainly got to have a couple of different personalities that you're prepared to to bring out and use as and when's needed and that's why I've kind of dropped back into this question because when we were we were in the US a very long time ago, I remember one of the first things that came up on the wall were if you don't have a personality, go find one. Otherwise, you mm-hmm. won't survive out here. Yeah. And when we're talking about learning and advice and session plans and that, I, I, I just like to stress that don't forget to put you in it. Like whatever you are and however you are as a person, make sure that goes into the session as well because if you don't put you into the session, then I don't think you can enjoy it. And then I don't think you'll bring the best version of you out so that when you go into coaching, when you go into educate and when you freeze it, the boys don't have that excitement of, right, hurry up and tell us so we can carry on. Yeah, no, 100%. again, I think that's what you know, Jeff was saying about the cake. You know, your, your inside of the cake could be this plain vanilla cake that is the same as mine, but outside of it, you've decorated it with sprinkles and and, and, and everything else that's there. And that's your cake and bang, that's that's your... That is that is your personality right there, boff, for everyone to see. You cut through it and, and it's got everything in the middle that's the same. It's the same philosophy of the football club and it's the same the same sort of um, pathway that's meant to be covered. It's the same syllabus, but on the outside, yours, <laughs> your bake-off cake looks very different to mine or whatever it be. And, and, and I like things like that, that. Things like that stick with me and I think, yeah, no, I'm having that. So, yeah. Oh, great, I, think, I think great advice for coaches. You know, don't, don't try it. There's nothing wrong in stealing stuff you know coaches are the best thieves in that respect but don't try and be a carbon copy of someone you've watched because you think because that's work that works for them it, it, it might not work for you so so again yeah two sessions going on on different sides of the pitch you know with exactly the same theme but could have ex- total polar opposite kind of vibes coming off them you know and and yeah I like where we are. can I ask how you feel with I always battle with myself is it coincidence or is it correlation Wherever you go, players are successful. Now, that may not be successful in football. That might be that they go to university or that you actually keep sure. them in school till the last year. But because we're talking about football, it's about getting players in the first team. So do you have that inner battle every so often with, is it coincidence or is it correlation that, that kind of what I'm doing is helping somehow? Yeah, look, I mean, well, you, you think about it. If you're going to make it as a as a pro, you've got to be incredibly lucky. You know, you have to be lucky or make it in the game in 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 general. You know, in terms of my role, your role. You know, you have to be lucky across that. So I think luck will always. You know, you've got to have a good crop of lads that you you inherit, or you've got to have a 
you know, a good, you, know, you, can, you can sort of say facilities are, are better or you, you suddenly have a new facility. But I, I think everybody would be doing a disservice if, if they just said it was down to that. I think there is certainly a, 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 a correlation in, in, in what you can input. You know, you, you can't, like you said, you can't um, dismiss yourself from, from, that, from that process. You know, you as a coach, it doesn't matter if you've spent one year with them, five years with them, a couple of sessions with that person you have had an impact on that on that boy that girl whoever it is and and I think there is no shame in being proud of that and saying yeah I had a bit of that that was a bit of me you know like I said I've got boys that have now got first team contracts that I coached and brought into a football club at nine year old and I still see their mums and dads and I might sort of say oh how they're getting on and I and I I still feel proud that I've had a had a had a had a part in that you know I might have not been their 18s manager I might not now be their gaffer but you better believe I've had a part in their journey, and 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 I'm gonna and I'm gonna stick a stick a little little pin on that and say, yeah, that was a bit of me, that you know, because why not? There's that that confidence and that enthusiasm. So yeah, I've had I've had a bit to do with that journey. Likewise, if someone drops out the game, you've probably got to look yourself in the eye and maybe I messed up slightly. So you can't. You've got to be able to take take a little bit of of, of you've got to be able to take a few shots as well as giving yourself a few pats on the back. I think so. It's important. It comes both ways. Completely agree. And then that moves me into the next bit of, of getting the negative side of it. So you you have to intrinsically reward yourself when you see bits of success. What about the other side of it when there's that bit of stick coming towards you? What comes to mind? I mean, in terms of, again, going back to my academy days, you know, releasing boys, you know, releasing lads saying, look, you know, in, in my opinion, in our opinion, I don't think you're good enough. You know, I mean, you know, I, I had sympathy back then. I certainly didn't have any empathy because I wasn't a parent. Now I'd like to think I had maybe a bit more empathy in that respect. But but th- th- there's been some brutal times where I've had to sort of say to parents, you know, who are who are visually upset with me, you know, or, or with themselves, and 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 be able. To, but again, I think it's how you deal with that, how you how you manage that, how you how you explain that decision, and and the aftercare that you're able to provide, where you know, again. <laughs> boys that I've released I'd like to think that parents wouldn't walk over the road if they saw me come in they'd I'd have a chat with them and see how they're getting on and be able to talk to them but hey there's some horrible days you know I've, I've sat in in waiting rooms and corridors with you know the under 18s when they've been told if they've got a pro or not you know and, and this is what they've wanted to do all their life and suddenly someone in front of them saying you know, no you're not good enough now you know, I, I said to you before we came sort of on air I listened to, to, to a podcast with one of your mates that was at uni you know, and he'd gone away and, and, and grafted and just worked and was at uni and then and then got back in the system. So football's got that funny way of 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 sometimes biting you in the bum, but also surprising you. You know, and this is what I love now in this role I'm at Plymouth, where these boys will have all been told they weren't good enough at some point. They've all been told it. And, and that's why they're here. That's why we're there with us. And 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 sometimes you can't um disagree with why they've been told they're not good enough their attitude might not been good enough they might not been big enough or they were too big or or whatever it be so then it's my job to try and get them and we've had boys go back in that system and there's and that success is there which is brilliant so you get that opportunity to then work with them and and get them back in there but they'll find a time and a place when it's right for them and if it isn't right for them then then that's the brutality of the game it's we touched upon it you know you you're talking you know one percent 0.1 percent of people that make it you know, and, and that's it. That's the iceberg. That's the iceberg effect. If you only see the the, the the very top of it, you don't see the bottom of it, which we've sort of probably covered a little bit on. So, yeah, you, you've got to be able to to accept 
success as much as you well unfortunately there's more failures than there are successes that's that's how it is that's life that, that, that there are there are more people that haven't made it as a footballer that I've coached than ever have done and, and that's the brutality of it but there's no you you show me a coach across the country that's that's got more success than failure no chance so that's that's how it is all right I totally it, it, I, I find myself at the moment especially just sort of scratching my head and, and asking the question what is success at the moment because you know, we have the opportunity to bring groups of players from now four, five, six, seven, eight, all the way through to 18. And yet 18, we then say, sorry, pal, you know, not going to make it. And it's, yeah. I'm scratching my head thinking, what is success? You know, you've got guys now that are doing education on top of football. So mm-hmm. if I take you back three, four years before that opportunity started, was was success simply just get players in the first team? Hundred percent, hundred percent. That that would have been that would have been your remit. Even when I was foundation phase, my 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 remit was get a percentage of boys from under nines into under tens. Get a percentage of boys from tens to elevens. Get a percentage of boys all the way up that pyramid, all the way up until till till you, you, the 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 chairman said we want two two at least two lads to turn pro, whatever it be. You know, so it was numbers based. It was it was there. You know, now that was great for the two lads or for the 60, 70 percent of the boys that we progressed. The others, it, it was it was heartbreaking. And like I said, I'd like to try and say I did. I was there for some of the boys, but there was nothing concrete in place. There was no, you know, we, we could signpost them to development centres that were there. But but again, that was a that was a, that was a, that was it almost. Like I touched upon with our boys now in this post sixteen program, success is is individual you know success is getting that lad to stay in education success is getting that lad who actually turned up at in his first like day as a bit of a toe rag and was told he was a toe rag that's why he wasn't going to make it as a footballer to turn up to say actually do you know what this 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 guy this this well this boy who is now an adult is someone that you you'd think yeah no i i, I if you ask me for a reference i'll give you a reference Whereas I wouldn't have touched you with a barge pole. So, so success there is is still within football, still within the game, still within that. But yeah, I, I've probably got a different head on. But whether that's because I've matured over ten years, you know, you know, and that maturity of actually seeing the bigger picture and seeing other things that are there. Um, don't get me wrong; I still want boys to, to to go back in the game and to go and go and do it because that's what that's what sometimes people from the outside looking in would just would just deem a success. But actually, if you dig under the surface and, and really think about things, you know, success is success is 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 totally different for every single every single lad that we've got. And I think I think the thing I wrestle with now is I don't know what you think on this, but I think if if you're open and you say that to the to the group, so say you've got a, you're a under 14s and under 15s, and you've got 14 lads or 14 girls, and you just say, look, the aim of this group is to put two or three in the first team. I think if you reinforce that message throughout the year, throughout the next season, throughout the next season, that the aim here is to get two or three at the first team, I'm really comfortable with that. I'm Mm -hmm. now sitting reflecting on the times where maybe that message wasn't there, and then you get to a point where you're maybe releasing players that didn't see it coming. I don't know if you've been through that scenario. No, no, 100%. Look, I've I've sat in meetings with under 18 boys that, that have had that have had people coming in from from other other agencies that are trying to tell them, look, you know, what's next? You know, if you get told no, what's next? You know, but they have and and sometimes rightly so these blinkers on that will not allow them to think of anything else negative. They have these blinkers where no, it's not going to be 
it'll be it'll be you and me it won't be me in the middle it'll be my mate to the right it'll be my mate to the left that get told no i'm going to get told yes so you can put all these things in front of them you know of these college courses they can go and do these other opportunities they can do but they are so focused and blinkered but maybe like you said if you if you have this culture that is saying from the word go that this is a journey enjoy the journey enjoy what you're going to get out of it you know in terms of everything else that's there but but only the very small minority it might, it might start to sink in but but I, I can see it from both points of view you know i wouldn't be t- i wouldn't want to be told in my job hey you're not going to make it you're not going to make it you're not going to because i'd be thinking f you yes i am do you know what i mean so, so, so I, I i i certainly see the the benefits of it but i think saying it and living it are sometimes two different things so it's just it's just giving them the opportunity i think i think clubs are good at it i think clubs have got a lot better at it in terms of you know when they're released you know they're not released with a bullet to the head they're released with an arm around their shoulder and an opportunity to go elsewhere but i think that should be important at every single age group but you know the brutality of it at that at that point part if you're working in that side of the game is it's your livelihood it's your job you know and you've it's the next conveyor belt next get them in go next one you know so and then to just kind of finish up on this point do you think it's just because it's football in north and south of the border football comes first in so many households and football gets so much stick, especially on this sort of topic we're at. Whereas, you know, there's other sports, there's other educations, you know, kids swim, kids do other yeah. sports, they, they're in music and they don't make it, they're in school and no. they fail. It's no, just 100%. You know, I, I, I think you're right. I think I think football just is the gets the headlines for that. You know, it. you could look at school, you know, and you get banding in school. You're in top set for maths, you're in middle set. Well, Nobody turns around and says, well, that's not fair to the lad in the middle set. He should be in the top set. You just, people look at that. So no, like the, 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 every single sport has got a, you, you get a time that you're told you can only now play this game for fun. You know, you've got to start paying to play this game if it's down a five a side or seven, a, you know, and, and and that's sort of alien to a lot of people. They don't get the opportunity to, you know, unfortunate that, you know, football still pays my mortgage, you know, that the, 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 the job still does that, you know, whereas other people that they're, they're told, go get a proper job like my old man did like my dad did at the start said now nah, you know come on think about a proper job you know oh, this is a proper job <laughs> you know and, and so yeah it, it, it it's just that it's just that sort of no I think I think you're right football football is is and, and again probably touching upon in, in the American model the American model is a totally different model you know and, and I've, I've spoke about you know you've got your college system and, and the opportunity of you know, eighty thousand people watching a college game you know of just of, of under 18 lads you know well is that right? You know, is that is that a system? Is would that ever work? You know, the, 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 you've got systems across in Europe where they have more sort of hubs and and and, and you know, is that is that a system that would work? But you know, football's done it like this in England and Scotland for, for forever, and it'll always be that he's one of ours. And there's nothing better than having a boy that's come through a local lad that represents your team. You know, and you can say if you're a fan on the sideline, he's one of ours. You know, th- 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 there's probably nothing better than that if you're, a, you know, a Phil Foden all the way down to a, to a, to a nobody at a smaller club. You know, that, that that's that's the. But you know, like I said, they come around, you know, once in a blue moon and they're to be cherished. But it's the others that 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 people don't really see, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Right. So the wrap is up because I realise you've got a game today, sitting in your kit sure. at the moment, ready to go. <laughs> yeah. So I'm looking for two, three, four things that you see. In, in the lads you work with that are really key traits to, to maybe not success in football, but key traits to 
getting close to being successful or being in that conversation for the contract? Already you've mentioned about learning, being messy and getting out your comfort zone. You've given us good stuff, but just two, three, four things that, that come to mind. Sure. I, look, again, I think I touched upon when I was driving home yesterday, listening to just some of your podcasts and just sort of trying to get a flavour of what they were. And I think you touched upon, you know, how many lads like want to be a player. Now, I remember going with an academy team up to Liverpool when we were taking some boys up there, you know, big old trek up the country. And one of their coaches come in. And, and again, I'll, I'll say this, he, he went in and spoke to our boys. I think it was our under 11s and said, right, who in here wants to be a footballer? And they all put their hands up like you'd expect. So they all put their hands up. They all wanted to be a footballer. He said, OK, brilliant. Hands down. He said, I've got boys next door in the Liverpool changing room that were 13, 14, 15 year olds. He said, they don't want to be a footballer. He said, they need to be a footballer. And there's a difference because if you're if you're not a footballer, you're still going to get an education. You're still going to get looked after. You've still got a mum, a dad, a nan and granddad that loves you and a home environment. And it's probably similar to, to boys all around the world. These lads don't just want to be a footballer. They need to be a footballer. So I think there's that mindset of sometimes, and, and I'll, I'll be just as guilty of it, creating a culture for my boy that's so comfortable that they don't they don't need to be a footballer. They want to be a footballer, but there's a there's a different mindset there of, of a flick of a switch, of a ruthlessness. So that's something I think that I see in a lot of players where they don't just want to be a footballer. Hey, I want to win the lottery tomorrow. But 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 I ain't going to win the lottery. They need to be a footballer. They they absolutely need it. That they've got nothing else. They've got nothing else. That, so that's the one thing, is is that is that absolute desire, that mindset, that ruthlessness that's within them. And and you can see that from from different people. Um, look, dedication. We've touched upon it as coaches giving up Saturday nights, Friday nights, um, <laughs> wives, girlfriends. You know that that kind of dedication where that 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 comes down to. Um, I've probably touched upon it again in terms of that opportunity, not just as a coach to have that 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 reflection and that growth mindset, but as a player to be able to to be told you're not good at something and not take that as a as an insult, but just to say, okay, well, I, well, I can work on that, I can do that. Or some of the best players I've seen know they ain't good at something and they hide it, they hide it from the game. Like I, I I'm I'm never good at I'm never going to be good at taking a player on and dribbling. I've not I've not got a box of tricks. So guess what? I don't do it. I get the ball. I'm brilliant at scanning. I'm brilliant at a bit of my range of passing. So I get the ball and I'm going to pass it. And I'm going to pass it to the guy who has got the box of tricks. And he that's his part of the game. So so I think that's 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 something that sometimes a lot of lads think they've got to be great at everything. I, I don't think you have. I think you've got to be, you know, you've got to be really good at what you're good at and and hide the stuff that you're not good at, you know, and be and be better at it. Um, look, we've, we've spoke about confidence and having that bit of confidence to say, you know, we touched upon that with the 18s, but it's going to be you two, my best mates, that aren't going to get bad news. I'm going to get the good news. I'm going to get a pro. That confidence slash little bit of arrogance because it's got it's got to set you apart. And 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 unfortunately, like we spoke about, you've got to have luck. You've got to be lucky. You've got to have uh, the gaffer's got to have a, a need for your position in that first team. If he's got two left backs already and you're a really really good left back, you probably you're probably out of luck. So, so luck is that luck is that incredible part of the game where you're just you've got to be in the right place at the right time. You've got to inherit the right lads at the right time sometimes to have that luck. Um, but if you haven't got that luck, you've got to go out and, and and make it and go and find it, find somewhere where you are going to be lucky. So I've probably I've probably probably waffled on more than what you asked for, but I think and that's only a, and that's only a, sm- a snapshot of what of what probably it takes from a from a player from a coach's point of view from my opinion, you know, just my opinion, people listening to this might be thinking, 
your miles off pal that, that's absolutely fine I'm comfortable with that no issue no issue whatsoever and that's that's the joys of coaching is, is you're all unique to yourself but yeah ruthlessness dedication be you I mean it's so important those messages Matt thank you so much for coming on it's been superb to catch up with you pal no you're welcome mate no Johnny magic mate like I said looking back on some of those pictures of us God knows how many years ago 2010 at the old Golden State Warriors we look a lot younger probably a lot more naive. So yeah, what a journey. So now keep in touch, mate, and, and all the very best of everything. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm.